we'll continue teaching on this is part two of agreeing with the word. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Today we will focus on agreeing with the instruction of the word and obeying the action of the word. See, it's one thing to agree. It's another thing to obey. It's another thing to obey the action of the word. Isaiah 41 and verse 10. Verse 10. Fear thou not. Stop. Fear is faith's greatest enemy. And fear is flesh, greatest torment. God commanded us not to fear. Why? Because God knows the effect that fear have on your life, that fear have on flesh. Fear can give you a heart attack. We're going to deal with this spirit as long as the Holy Spirit teaches it through me. Because that is my, I don't know about you, number one enemy is fear. Think about it. We all can identify with that spirit. How can help torment your mind? Torment your life. Torment your imagination. We're going to deal with that spirit. We're going to teach and teach against fear until every member in Outreach Christian Center would not accept that spirit. I didn't say that spirit would never come to you. I'm going to tell you. But you will not accept it. I was reading that. Over 365 times, God said, fear not. And he repeatedly commanded us not to fear because God knows the effect that fear will put in your life, make you miserable. So fear not. God did not say fear would never come to the spirit of your mind. He is telling us what to do, not to fear. And he's going to tell us why. He said, tell us how to respond when fear comes to the spirit of the mind. The spirit of fear will come to every situation. There's not a situation in your life that fear did not come. Just think about it. When problem arises in your life, fear comes. And God never said that fear would not come. He says, when it comes, fear not. Because, believe it or not, fear, fear would teach us how to trust God. 
How would we know to trust him if we didn't have something was against our faith? Why do you think trouble come? Honest to goodness, <laughs> you have to believe me. It's going to come to your life to teach you something about God. That otherwise you would have never known if that trouble would have showed up. You just go, go from glory to glory just because you know the word. You know the word so you can have something to stand on when trouble comes. Not to say I know a whole lot of word. Knowing a whole lot of word when trouble comes, you still go under. You don't really know the word. You just have natural knowledge of the word, not spiritual understanding of the word. On the cross, Jesus does not strip not destroy the spirit of fear, but he stripped Satan off his power. See, in the Old Testament, they didn't have nothing to fight them. Jesus, God Almighty, will come to them on certain occasions and talk to them. But this generation, we're going to get to that. We have him living on the inside of us. It's different. My God, let's read this. The spirit of fear will come to every situation to discourage your faith in action. To discourage your hope in the promise. To torment, that's a big one, the mind of the flesh, your emotion. With the spirit of anxiety. The spirit of anxiety will make the flesh feel nervous, restless, tense, increase heart rate, bum, 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 rush your blood pressure up. Bad spirit. I understand what God said over 365 times and commanded us more than anything else. Fear not. Be not afraid. It's going to take you out. It blocks you from seeing me. It blood pressure, sweating. You break out in a sweat. You could be freezing in a room. But fear will make heat you up. Make you so hot. Do you notice that? Bring you up. That spirit. Feeling weak, you feel it'll make you feel weak. Anxiety will make you feel weak and tired. You have trouble concentrating or thinking about anything other than the situation. That's all you think about, the situation. Not the answer, but fear, anxiety. See, fear and anxiety of twins, they run together to torment you. And everyone that's been attacked by it, not a single person listening to me today, or sitting out there have not been attacked by the spirit of fear, and you know how it makes you feel. You feel like you want to give up. You feel like there's no hope. You feel like, my God, what I want to do. You don't like the feeling, but you can't get rid of it. You look around and people just don't know what you're being tormented, yet you're in a crying, laughing, but in fact, you are being tormented. 
That's why God says, fear not. Could that spirit infect your whole life? Make you evil? Mad at other people? Because why are they having so much fun? And I'm being tormented. That anxiety will work its way into your imagination. You imagine yourself failing. You imagine yourself not to make it. This to torment you. That spirit was set out to torment you to no end. And guess what? God will allow that spirit to torment you until you learn to trust God. Like I said, fear is in the Bible 365 times. Fear not is the most repeated command in the Bible because of its effect on your life. Some people are afraid of the dark. Just a cold I used to be when I was home. I just wanted to keep the lights on. Fearful. Fear. The older days, older people didn't realize what it was doing. They would talk fear into you yeah. by telling you old fearful ghost stories. Hate stories, they call them. People get up out the grave, spirit, big lies that they ever told a human being. But if you believe that lie, fear will use it. Fear and lying spirit, all of them are in the same family. They hang together. See, you fear comes when you believe a lie as well. See, a lot of times you will believe a lie from that lie, fear will come. And all the time, it's nothing but a bold-faced lie. But you see, God has asked for that. He said, how be it when the spirit of truth come? It will teach you. It will guide you. It was not only be with you, he said the spirit of truth will be in you. We allow fear to paralyze our mind until we forget to speak the word. Says. He said the spirit of fear does more to the mind and body than any other spirit. Sin can't even talk fear. There's not an evil spirit exists that can talk the spirit of fear effect of your life. Lying cannot talk it. There's not a spirit because this spirit works so much with all of your emotion. Break your nerve system down. You become a nervous wreck. Now I can understand. And you all know when you read the Bible, God always said what? Fear not. Be not afraid. I understand. He said, because I know the effect of it. He says, now, fear not. Okay. So I'm going to tell you why you do not have to fear. Because for I, what, am with thee. God said to them, all you need to know to overcome the spirit of fear, that I am with you. 
Now we need to know who in the world is I. You say he's God. You got to know more than that about God. We don't shock of the world. Men will We quit talking. We are all around that. Hallelujah. We all know that he is God. But we still allow fear to torment our mind. But it's, it's more than knowing his name. We need to know who is I? Who is he? Telling me not to fear. Because he is with me. I need to know who is with me. This great God, this mighty God say, he's with me. I do not have to fear, fear the situation and circumstances. Who is that? Moses wanted to know God. He wanted to know God's name. Because the name would tell him something about God, nature, his power. That's in Exodus 3, 14. You don't have to turn it at. God said, Moses, Tell the people that I am, that I am, sent you. Do you know how much power is in I am, that I am? It's super words. But the supernatural power that dwell in these words was powerful enough to bring God's people out of Egypt. So you don't need to say a whole lot of work. He didn't send them down there to preach. He said, just tell them this. Tell them that I am whatever I want to be. That I am can be sent you. That's all you need to tell them. That's all. It's just that simple. That's how it is today. We make a big deal out of it. But to trust God's word and see the supernatural power and the anointing of God's word, it's simple. A child can receive it. It's no big deal. It's this simple. He made it simple. He said, this him I am that I am sent you. And in Genesis 35 and verse 11, he said, Jacob, God said, I am the God Almighty, all-powerful God. Just what that means. God revealed more his divine nature to Jacob. Jacob wanted to know something. It's something about a name back in those days, and it still stands. Look at the name of Jesus. It's just a powerful. I always believe that that name of Jesus is all the names in the Old Testament. I believe that Jesus' name is all the names are combined to be that one name, Jesus, for the New Testament people. God said, I am God Almighty. God revealed more to, of his divine nature to Jacob. He revealed that he was all-powerful and able to do anything he promised to do. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> if I made a promise to you, and you believe that promise, patiently wait for it, because it shall come to pass. 
when you know who I is, when you know who God is. When you know that God is not made that he should lie. Know it in your spirit by wisdom, revelation, and understanding. That's why uh, Proverbs, um, he said, Proverbs 4 and 7, he said, wisdom is the thing to get. He said, but get wisdom, but with all thy kids. Get some understanding. You need to understand the wisdom that you know. Without an understanding, you will continue living the same way, doing the same thing, yet you have all the wisdom, yet we know all the power of God, yet we talk about the name of Jesus, every demon, every tongue, every all that is true. But when it comes down for you using that, you break out in a fear, afraid of this, afraid of that. But all the time, how much word do you know? You just know it. It's not doing you any good. That's knowing the word. Just like me going into the supermarket with a thousand dollars and stop because I don't want to spend any of my money. You like, I'm hungry, but I got the money, but I'm going to see if somebody will treat me. There is a difference between knowing God and knowing about God, who he is, his beginning. We didn't say in the beginning was God, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We just rubbed the, now let's back up. Why God was here before the beginning, this man is awesome, this man is powerful, and he is telling me I do not have to fear, fear anything because the God that created everything out of nothing said that he was with us. I believe that's what God wanted them to do. You know who in the world is with you? Why are you so fearful? For I am with you. Do you know who I am? I created the universe out of nothing. I spoke everything into existence. I was for the beginning. I began the beginning. I was for time. I created time. I am time. So I am God. I am the Lord, your God. Do you know who you are serving? Do we have any clue or any idea who we are serving? Not only who we are serving, who we are housing around. See, back in the Old Testament, they might have was not called the temple of God to feed on China. But this generation, he said, know ye not that your body is the temple of God? The very same God that told them I'm with you, he's not only with us, he's calling us. He said, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. God with us, revealing us. Sometimes I think we have no clue how great this God is that we have around. How mighty this God is that we have around. We talk about it, we say about it, but do you really know him? 
you would not fear. Yes, it's going to come to you. But you look fear in the eyeball to eyeball. Said, uh, the greater one dwelt in me, and he commanded me not to fear you. I knew you was coming, because it's a fact. But you have no power unless I allow you to. We need to open our mouth and speak. Say something. God has not given us the New Testament. God saw how fear was tormenting his people. So in the Old Testament, so when Jesus went to that throne, he stripped Satan's fear off his power. And he said to the New Testament church, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Can you remember that when it comes to you? You need to open your mouth sometime and say, God not giving me the spirit. And I refuse to accept this spirit. Say something by God that you know. There's no stand that let the devil take over your emotions, take over your flesh, take over your life, and make a complete fool out of you. Not saying a word. Have all this trouble in you. God the Holy Ghost. God the Father. God the Son. God. Power. Dwelling in us. And we didn't stand back and let the spirit with no power come in and torment us to no end. Believe in every lie that that spirit tells us. God, you have the spirit of truth dwelling in you. Can't you open your big mouth and say, God, is this true? By shadow. You promised me, God, that I would know the truth. And you said the truth will make me free. Feel it tormented my mind. I need to know the truth in this, you God. Hallelujah. You with me. Yeah. You was with them. But you with me and you dwelling in me. I have a boy that have power in the name of Jesus. Paul said, and though I walk in the flesh, I do not walk after the flesh. But the weapons of my warfare are not of mighty, are not fleshly weapons, but they are mighty through God. Through the pulling out of stronghold, casting down imagination, and every high lion demon of fear that tried to exalt himself against the knowledge of God. He said, I have authority to pull them down. I am not fighting with no demon. I don't have to. The war has been won. The victory has been won. We say that son, but his spirit dwell in me, so I can walk in victory. It's true if you live it, if you do it. It's a true song. His spirit dwells in me, so I can walk in victory. You will find nothing but the spirit to the principle of truth. But can you walk in it? The power of the word in the beginning. <laughs> this supernatural power created the beginning. There was never a time there was never a time that God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost did not dwell. Mm -hmm. 
There was never a time. They lived before time. They was here before the beginning. I keep saying this because we need to realize who we have, who is with us, who is dwelling in us, for we can stand up like a child of God with authority, not taken down or complaining. There's no space, no room for a child of God to complain. You can't even justify yourself with the word of God for you complaining. You won't have no excuse to uh, uh, complain based on what God has done for us and who he is living in us. You have no legal right to complain. Take you to court to be guilty as hell for complaining. where we get I mean, finding space. Oh, God sent Jesus to that cross and the way that he died on that cross to redeem us from the curse of the law, to give us abundant life and give us a life that we have never known before. And we can still walk around and complain about our need, complain about this, complain about everything. My God, when God said it is finished, it was finished. There is no power in hell that can hold you. You hold yourself with your bad thinking that the devil can do something. And, and open in your mouth to, good Lord, and speaking death on your own self. Death talking Christian. Always whining and belly aching, talking death talk. Always shackable to your sin. Oh, what is Bible? And you know it. But you, I don't know why you want to know the word. You don't ever use it. Ooh, ooh. Lord have mercy. Huh? There's no word. Don't tell me what you know. Tell that devil what you know. Telling each other, bringing off the scripture. He told, oh, how he know the word. The devil do he no good. When the devil come around, let him know what you know. I know that God has not given me the spirit of fear. I don't care what go down. I'm not taking that spirit. That spirit would totally choose to know in, give you a heart attack, harass you all night long, all day long. I'm not going to take that spirit. God says, let, let the word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Use it. You're going to church to get the word. And after that, what you going to do with it? Oh, the word was good. Oh, the word is not good until you use it. Then it's good. Oh, they did preach their heart. I don't care about preaching till I pass out. If you just look at me pass out, enjoy the teaching, and go out and let the devil beat you down, then it didn't do you any good. Who okay. oh, take the one said it? Hey, don't come to church and be a hearer only. He should be a doer of the word. It's going to come and get another a, a word or want to hear a word. He said, do it, do it. Say so you're only deceiving yourself. That's in your Bible. Otherwise, he said, you're only as fooling your own self. Sunday after Sunday, all over the world, people sat in large congregations. They heard a word and walk out and continue sinning, continue lying, continue backbiting, continue complaining, continue doing all that denying y'all, but they've been in church. 
That's what James said. Be a dual office. Do what you heard. Don't just talk about it. Do it. Live it. Be it. The power of the word. The power of the word. The Bible says. Says God through his son Jesus Christ. Hebrew 1 3. Through his son Jesus Christ are upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by the power of his mighty word. We have that same word. Why would God commanded us to live by every word that comes from the mouth of God? How do you live by it? You live by it by opening your mouth and speaking God's word. And after you speak the word, you stand there and you walk. You don't stay. No weapon no form against me so prosper. Then, then, then let's walk it out. See, let's walk it out. See, the word is action. It does not talk about it. It's an instruction of all scripture. God given us the instruction. Follow the instruction. Obey it and do it. If God said, oh, let not your heart be troubled. Talk to your heart in your way. God commanded me not to let you be troubled. Meaning that I have the power invested in me not to let my heart be troubled. I will not let my heart be troubled. I don't care how, how bad my heart want to be troubled. You will not be troubled because God commanded me not to let you be troubled. And I have the power to do it. God will never tell me not to let something I didn't have the power to not to let to let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. You can let it. God be troubled. Why, God, see, you know what happened to a troubled heart? It will break down. God, the heart was not created to be troubled. The heart was created to be merry. Like a merry heart. It's good medicine for the soul. But a sad heart is sickness for the soul. Don't think it just one way. Everything God created in two ways. He created night for day. It's not one way. You think the devil created himself? No, he did not. The Bible said all things were created by God and without anything was created. With nothing created unless God created and he created all things for who? Himself. It's in your power. Thou are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor. For thou has created all things. And all things he created for his pleasure. He created. So if that never was a, a devil, how will you know that God is God? But he has no power to this generation. But he still has his spirit around you. For you can trust God. God did destroy the spirit. He took his power. That he get this rushing on you and just do things to you like he did in the Old Testament. And he just let this kick my way and say, I'm coming in, you have no choice. Oh no, you back up. Back back out of my house. I have a weapon. It is a powerful weapon. It's not a natural weapon. I have both. Okay. 
When the natural come in, you use the natural weapon. When the spirit come in, you use the spiritual weapon. So it's good to be equipped with both, right? Are you kidding? It's me or you. But you have the spiritual weapon. And when this enemy comes in, the enemy of fear comes knocking on your door. <laughs> you said, I knew he was coming because trouble is here. Mm -hmm. He always like, ah, somebody at the door. Who it is? No. <laughs> Help me, Lord. <laughs> when the spirit of fear comes, when trouble comes, guess who's come with it? Spirit of fear. We, huh, we run together. Aren't you going to fear, fear this situation? Come on, for I can. Anxiety can get some work today, but he's going to work on you. Make your heart rate beat. Give you a heart attack. Work with your nerve system. Break it down. Work all your emotion. Because we come. Because since you don't know what to do, a day to pay crazy, let a problem come, you don't know how to use the word. You're like, oh, you don't know that. You know the answer, but you're not using the word. We got a job here. It could work with you. You're trying to use your natural ability to get rid of me. That's not going to work. No, if you don't use the word, which the spirit and life is in the word, we're not going to move. We're going to stay here and torment your mind. Torment your emotion. You'll sleep this night. You always it's uh, what you call it, stretched out. Yes. You're not opening your mouth to say anything. But you have all the answers. Death and life is in the power of your tongue, but you prefer death than life. You know, it's amazing how we know that death and life are in the power of our tongue, but we prefer speaking death than life in situations. See, like, this feels better for the flesh. It's fresh because I like that. That's good. You're giving me power to work with you. So I'm having the power, but I get it from your tongue. You speak your own defeat. You speak your own victory. It's in your tongue. 